Mrs. Clams, you ever been to Texas? I have not, sir. You know what? I have not either. But it looks like we could go eat somewhere and feel like we're in Texas mm. this very coming week over at NachoMamasSeattle.com. Nice. I have a feeling that you're right because they have on special this week Walker Texas Ranger nachos with cheddar cheese sauce, wild boar Texas chili, jalapeno sour cream and cilantro, and then they've got some Lone Star chili, Texas-style chili with wild boar, bacon sausage, and ground beef. You can finish it all off with a cow pie brownie and try some of the campfire charred tomato salsa. That sounds so good. This sounds phenomenal. Let me tell you where they're going to be. Do. It looks like they got three dates this week. Oh, boy. Wednesday, December the 19th, Black Raven Brewing in Redmond from 4 to 8. Then Thursday the 20th, Stoop Brewing in Ballard from 5 to 8. And then on Saturday, they go, whoa, the L train, let me tell you. Let me tell you where they're going to be on Saturday, baby. This is the American dream. I am the greatest wrestler that ever was of all time. Nacho Mamas is my favorite of all time, too. Saturday, December the 22nd, baby, no boat brewing. And Snoqualmie from 12 to 8. Go out down there and get Funky Maca Monkey L Train. What you going to do now? That sounds good. Good plan, Dusty. All right, Dusty. Just quit taking over the mic here. But anyway, Chris and Sondra know how to do it right. Get over NachoMamasSeattle.com. If you like Twitter, at NachoMamasSCA. Facebook and Instagram, NachoMamasSeattle. And as always, hashtag Nachos in Beer, baby. Mm. Hey, yo, we're back for another session, if you will. This is the L-Train. I'm sitting across from the one and only, my hero, Mrs. Clams. Baby, how are you? Not well. I'm getting ready to lose my fantasy football semifinals. It all has come down to a stupid mistake and George Kittle not taking off and a bunch of other crap and so I'm not happy. Well, at this point it didn't really matter uh I guess if George Kittle did have did have a big game against the Seahawks because they blew the game along with the Seahawks I'm talking about not your team. The Seahawks blew the game today against the 49ers. There was bad calls by the ref, some bad playing by the Seahawks, some offense that was plainly or plainly What am I trying to say? Hmm. That was impressive by the 49ers. <laughs> well, it would have helped me a lot if George Kittle had actually had a good game, but he did not. And it helped. It hurt me badly that Doug Baldwin did have a good game because he was going against me in fantasy football. See? So it's been a rough day around here. I was carrying the hopes of the household on my shoulders, and now tomorrow night I got one player. He's got one player, but I, it does not look well, good. Well, your player is a wide receiver, and... I should have had this pulled up, but I it's don't. It's not looking good. Let's be You've honest. You've got a receiver versus his tight end. You have a 10-point. I'm in the hole um, 10 points. You're down 10-point, and the projection is what I'm trying to say at this yeah, moment. I know. And it, uh, It's not great. Everyone wish Mrs. Clams the best, but <laughs> by the time. You, well, yes, this is dropping tomorrow morning. 
Yes. Monday morning. Everyone get up. I need all the psychic energy. Throw Mrs. I can Clams get. the best. <laughs> Tweet at her. Get at her. Wish her the best. The best yeah, of luck I in wish. her fantasy. Because if she wins this, she goes to the Rat League Extreme Rat Bowl. Yes. Second year in a row it would be. So. It would be. So I'm yeah. hoping you the best because we have to get that trophy back oh. in the house. Yeah. Okay. Scotty Mac. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because if we win it, <laughs> we've brought it back together. Yeah. Well, it isn't we going to happen. Win. It, any win for you is a win for us. Yeah. So anyway, what else is going on besides my sucky fantasy? Well, we had a pretty good weekend. Uh, we were going to originally do this opening yesterday, but mm-hmm. instead we had some family over for uh, some, what do you call it, mole wine yes. and some gingerbread cookies that Mrs. Clams yes. went out in the kitchen yesterday and personally baked from scratch herself. I did. I, did. I was working up a new, uh, trying out a new recipe for Swedish gingerbread cookies so i think they turned out pretty good they were and then you had this kind of fortunately i ate too much of them but you know even i had a couple and i'm not the big sweet guy anymore then i had some mulled wine going warm all afternoon mold or mold or mold can you can you spell that m-u-l-l-e-d all right because i never really understood it i had a couple of it spiced up and warm it was nice it's not something you could just kind of have about four to five glasses of like you can a nice red wine but it's, you know, it's nice it on a cold rather night. rather tasty. And then you also made a uh, soup, my dear. Yes, because you sprung it on me yesterday all of a sudden that you're back to being a vegetarian. So I had to change the game on the chicken and rice soup and make it a veggie and rice soup. So all things to- considered, it turned out okay. It was fabulous. Yeah. I loved it. Also on that, our son... For you got to pick out the vegetables to this yeah, vegetable he, he, rice and chickenless soup. You could have chicken. I did balls. not have chicken. We had the chicken on the outside to drop in, like you yeah. said. He Explain. threw uh, parsnip and turnip uh, and leeks. Um, we had some <laughs> carrot and some celery in there, which that was fine. Um, seems like there's something else I'm forgetting that was kind of weird, but oh, and then mushrooms. Yeah. So. In order to disguise what I feared would be the taste of turnip, I ended up uh, roasting them, and then I pureed the whole business together so you couldn't tell what was what. Pureed it or pureed it? I don't know. Pureed, isn't it? Pureed, pureed, I don't know. Whatever, calling me out. <laughs> I'm not, it is, I just... Whatever, wondering. I whipped it all up hey, in the blender. How about that? You're the educated one here. I blendified it. and you, She done did this blending thing it. on it. You know what I'm saying, daddy? Wait it. So, yeah, it, it turned out okay, considering and there's a bunch me. of shit in there I normally wouldn't eat. Something was on me there. Um, Let me explain myself. Okay. About the no meat thing again. Yeah, because you're like a freaking seesaw back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. No. First of all, it's all steak. Then it's vegetarian. Then it's all steak. Now it's vegetarian again. But who looked better? <laughs> I was about a lot of pounds lighter. I've gained a lot back since I switched up the diet back because we thought it was possibly the vegetarian diet that is a little higher in salt. Yes. Was messing with my blood pressure. Instead, I think it's the amount of wine and beer you drink. No, that is not it. <laughs> Calling people out. Anyway, (laughs) the water pill that I now am on has very much helped with that for the most part. There's been a couple other things. But 
I want to get down to that lighter feeling, mm -hmm. healthier feeling that I did when I was eating the non-meat products. Yeah. So here we go. So swinging um, the pendulum back around. That's so. right. I might have to reach out to uh, <laughs> yeah, your, like your good friend Austin Aries. He can give you some tips about being a vegetarian. He's a vegan, actually, right? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Talk about him on the podcast. There's quite a few vegan wrestlers, I think, or vegetarian wrestlers. Well, I was going to talk about Daniel Maccabi. I've heard Zack Sabre Jr. is also. Yes. Um, I think there's a few, actually. So uh, Kimberly. Yes. 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 So... There are a few, so I suppose you could uh, hit him up on Twitter for some My good buddy, info. no. Seattle celebrity himself. No, I'm not saying it right, but anyway. Steve Meeks from KISW uh, is vegetarian for the most part, except for when he's driving around by himself mm. after a match and he gets a burger at Jack in the Box or something. You but, might uh, be, you might be narking him out. at home keeps him on course with the vegan diet, mm. vegetarian diet, I should say. Yeah. Because I still will eat eggs and cheese and... Oh, Stuff I know. Like We've that. been eating nothing but cheese these last couple of days. It's been and insane. Some hummus, a little bit of uh, non bread earlier. It's like, yeah, I could put on two pounds of just the gouda we've eaten. Well, it's been insane. Changing it up. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how this rolls. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, let's get so to that Defy. was Saturday. How about Defy on Friday night, my dear? That was epic. It was epic. It also made me realize I am old because it is hard as hell for me to stay up that late on a Friday night. But it was great. The Brody King match was amazing. Oh. It was awesome to see Ivory in person. That was cool. Surprise appearance. Um, all the matches were great. They were really great. But I think the Brody King match was my favorite. I would agree. That was my favorite match. Brody King versus... Shaft. Yes. But they gave it their all. You know who else gave it their all? The Defiance on that. We they cheered did. him, chanted him. Also, there was a number of Defiance members who went the extra mile, got the black masks, the black right. ski masks, and had them on one like one a tribute. And only Brody King was coming out because yeah. it was his last match before going to Ring of Honor. Yes. Um and actually speaking of that, cool, really cool, him. PCO joined up yes. with the one and only. What is it, uh, Marty? Marty Squirrel, and he, there he's in. Uh, they're in his group, the Villain Enterprises. Nice, nice, nice. But which anyway. has a very awesome looking T shirt, yes. by the way. I just digressed saw. a little bit there, but uh, but that was um, yeah. They battled up in the balcony. Oh. It was a, it was great. That was a really Those really are good match. Two big hosses to be going up the stairs, Washington Hall, yeah, the whole no. time beating the hell out of each other. Up the stairs, one side impressive. of the balcony, one the other side of the balcony, back down the stairs yeah. in the ring for it wasn't a quick match. No, it wasn't. It no. was a really good match. There. It actually was just the right amount of time for what they did in this match. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was great. Shaft came out on top. He At did? the end, Brody and him, you know, embraced. And, Class uh, acts, both of them. Brody raised his hand, and then uh, Shaft gave him the ring, and then Brody gave us a little speech about yeah. what he's doing and uh, thanked the crowd, and later came out. Took a pick. Took the pick with all the folks yeah. that wore those uh, ski masks. So, man, what a great night at Defy. The other yeah. really exciting thing for me was we got to see Brian Cage yeah. destroy Jack Evans with Brian Alvarez, but I also got... The one video I took that night, because I don't take a lot of pics and videos anymore because I just want to watch what's going on. If you try to mm -hmm. flip around with your camera too much, right, you're missing, you're the missing stuff what's going on, especially yeah. when they're all over the place, you know. But uh, that's why if everyone takes a little piece of everything and drops it on Twitter, we can see a lot of mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, 
I did drop the uh, video of Brian Cage chopping Jack Evans in there. Yeah, that's I know. Cool. The last thing I th- saw was fifty or sixty some likes on it. Yeah, it might be my greatest moment ever <laughs> on Twitter. But it was a fabulous video, and I thank everyone for uh, sharing it, retweeting it, yeah. liking it, and uh, that was really uh, that fun was for cool. me because we had some fabulous seats there. I love the balcony. Balcony is my favorite. If you can get anywhere, or all the balconies great if you're sitting, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really good if the people in the balcony stay sitting, so the folks that are standing behind us can see what's going on too. Because right. you're in the balcony, you just lean over and yeah. see what's going on there. But uh, I don't know. The other uh, cool thing, there was a lot of cool things. Seeing uh, Kaimana, mm-hmm. Kaimana come out and take on uh, Roses. That was cool. We didn't know he was going to be there, the man from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh he uh, he actually lost that match because uh, Rosas did yes, a little uh, some trickery, dirty crotch type of stuff, yeah. and uh, took the match. But after that, I got to go down and uh, say hi to uh, yeah. Kamana and um, you know say what's up because he was on the podcast he one was. time. Check it out in the archives <laughs> at uh, BigfootProWrestling.com dot com yes. and uh, iTunes and all the places we do this thing. And uh, it was cool a lot to of see uh, and, uh, Chris Ridgeway for the first time. That was he was great. You know, I wasn't really familiar with that guy. No, I wasn't at all, but, but it was cool to see him. he seemed like a tough SOB. And he was well-matched with Penta, which was nice. That was a fun match. So that was a fun match. Uh, Penta, I think, went over at the end, but mm-hmm. uh, he really gave it up to Chris Ridge- Ridgeway at, yeah. at the end and uh, shook hands, and then I think he told him to F off or something, too. Something and then, you know, did. it was really, 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 really fun. <laughs> But the whole night was fabulous. But the surprise of the night, at some point, Manny and myself will do a uh, review of this show on uh, the podcast here. But wow. uh, I know, I see. I'm chopped liver. I was there, but you know, no, you're the opener. I see for every show. Oh, Manny's it. the you know. I don't get to be the guest star. One I of get the broadcast journalists. Anyway, so, where right, I was going was I am like the comedian that opens for Weezer or whatever. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool, right. cool. Shut off your mic, whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anywho, what else? <laughs> we did but, not make it to the Defy Christmas party, but I heard a good time was had by all, so that's that nice. sounds phenomenal. Did I hear that uh, Lance Storm? That's what was you told the me. Santa. I think we heard that from our good friend and affiliate, mm-hmm. Philip. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I don't know if he dropped his uh, article yesterday. Or today Not for that the I've Defy seen, review yet. When he does, but he might have. eat that stuff up. Get on it. Read it. It's fabulous. He's a man of fabulous he words. He can just write stuff that will amaze you. That when you read it, <laughs> see, yes, I can't even talk that. Well. I know. I was just thinking that as Buncher was. What was else. I trying to say, Mrs. Clams? God only knows. No, I was trying to put over my guy Philip though. <laughs> but anyway, check out all his articles. And uh, anyway, it was a great night. Like you said, we got to see uh, WB Hall of Famer Ivory in the house. Yes. Did Former we ever glow? Did we ever figure out what Remember? her name was on Glow? You know, it's been it bothering me. I haven't wanted to look it up because I want to see if I can just come up with it on my own. But I'll be damned if I can. I didn't look it up. I know. So while we're finishing this opening, you might want to pick up your device. No, over there. I'm still trying. Or to, like, the peeps make themselves. my brain work can uh let us know i can picture her clearly but i cannot for the life of me pull up her name in my mind so the other uh well there was two things one thing we forgot on the match card but let me talk about the 
marriage proposal. Yes. Defy yes. helped out this moment. gentleman. I don't know what their hashtags are for Twitter or anything. Mm-hmm. They announced that there was going to be some kind of contest. Yes, something like that. And so they brought seat A whatever Whatever, and A whatever, two Mm -hmm. seats together, brought them in the ring, told them to turn their backs. Mm -hmm. The female was more towards the rope. Mm -hmm. Behind her was Miggs and Mm -hmm. the gentleman she was with. Mm -hmm. And as Steve started trying to explain some stuff, the gentleman took a knee, pulled out the ring. Yes, he did. Migs had her turn around, and then there was a proposal, yes. and then everyone went into the, yes, 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 yes with the uh, Brian Daniel, obviously, fingers up, yes. and you know all that kind of stuff. Very special moment for them. Yeah, so. great, great moment for them. And uh, But the other thing, title change. Yes, huge for Artie. Artie. Let's go, Artie. It was a great match. One too many kickouts for me, personally. But great match. I don't disagree with you. You know how I feel about that. It was a phenomenal match. These guys brought down the house in this, though. People were on their knuckles, pins and needles, whatever kind of thing you want to say about it. Swerve was going a little more heel. Swerve came out and just busted him in the mouth right away. Yeah, he was kind of heelish, which was good. Which was good. It was nice. It was a good. I'm, I'm happy for the switch. It was good. It was, and then a big, big title change. Artemis Spencer. Yep. Your new mm-hmm. Defy World <laughs> Champion. Yes. Very exciting. And that was a, a great time. We ducked out of there real quick as the match ended. Yeah, because I we missed the, not uh, keep my eyes open. There was a big speech by uh, Swerve kind of um, putting over Artie a little bit, yeah. and a little more than that from what I understand. Uh I think I saw one video of it so far. I'm sure cool. there'll be some more out. Or when it comes to Defy Now, mm-hmm. which you could watch on yes. Powerslam.tv, at Powerslam TV. Baby. Get your free month. <laughs> you can get a free 30 days right now, right? Yes, indeed. And uh, if you go over to their page on the web, you know, on your laptop, it doesn't really work with the with the... With the app on the phone. You have to actually go to the oh, website. Oh, you have to log in and get you your... You got to log in on, you know, powerslam.tv and then put in our special promo code that they've given us. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Clams? No, no. It is all uppercase. B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. That's B-F-P-W, which obviously stands for Bigfoot Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and then F-R-E-E, free. B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. Yes, get it for free. And get it for free. Check it out. You could watch Defy. You could, There's as we did. 25 episodes of Defy up there right now. Yes, we watched the Darby Allen match, right? We just did that. Mm-hmm. There is Defy PDX2 that just dropped yes. on Power Slam. Dot TV. So You've got to check that out. We actually are uh, maybe after this uh, recording, get back to some of that. Oh, maybe. And, uh, Never know. This. You know what else is on there? You could watch some DOA. Yeah. You could watch bar wrestling. All kinds of good stuff. E-C-C-W. Some good stuff. And a whole lot more. So check it out now. Get your free 30-day trial with B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. And uh, check it out right now. But anyway, man. Uh, 
before we get to this week's guest, I'd like to give a shout out to Defy and ask them, hey, on the next show, let's get some ladies back in the ring. Yeah. I am really wanting to see some of our local ladies. Jim? Get it going. Bring it on. The folks that listen to this? We're ready. We want to see some. Let's let these guys know. And we know we've what's up with Nicole and whatever, but there's a lot more. Oh, there is. Ladies out there, we need to bring in here. Please do. And uh, whether it's just Tacoma, a little helpful suggestion. Whether it's Seattle, whether it's Portland, <laughs> Northwest wide. That's right. Bring some love to the ladies. But so anyway, uh, this coming week, yeah. What are we doing? Oh, we're talking to uh, the one and only Carl Randers. Yeah. Who we just saw. Yes, we did. At Defy On Edge. Yes, we did. And uh, participating in the I like tag him as a match. heel. I think it's cool. He is a great heel. Uh-huh. And uh, we talked to him. Let me get down to my great hair stuff too. here. Yeah, his hair. I wish I had hair like that. I asked him in this very podcast if he's ever been offered a hair match. Wow. Check out his response. Because I'm not. I can't imagine he'd ever agree to that. Plus, I can't remember what he said right now. (laughs) I listened to an edit once and I'm out of there for the most part. But anyway, uh, dude, we talk about him taking on. Hold on. I got a couple things going here. I'm almost mixing up my notes. I know. You like put this elaborate sketch together of what you wanted to work on and it's like you're completely freewheeling over here i am i am i am but anyway carl randers we chat up video games he's going to be at the seattle st jude holiday telethon he's going to be there with some other Mm. northwest wrestling talent and they're going to be playing i think it's wb no mercy back on the nintendo i don't 64 i don't know which video game thing because i haven't played since xbox 360 and john madden with uh Richard Sherman, after we won the Super Bowl on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we talk about that. Playing other uh, video games, his favorite stuff. Also wrestling at Hunger Slam, WB Enhancement, and uh, what's coming up for him. Cool. Part two on this, Royce Isaacs. Mm. Speaking of Carl Randers, Carl and Cody Chung took on uh, Royce Isaacs and um, 1%. Jarrell mm-hmm. Nelson mm-hmm. at defy pdx3 down in portland that we attended yes we did which was completely awesome and uh, i still say that match set the tone for the night but we talked to royce about that you know wrestling at defy um doing some recent impact tapings with one percent and uh what's going on with him uh we actually kind of talked to him about how he began Hmm. his wrestling career and his uh path down it that's exciting. And it was very exciting. And uh, I enjoyed talking to both those guys. And um, and then next week, tune in for another uh, two-part conversation. First, you get Jacob Beckett, local ring announcer and promoter, and uh, chatting up his involvement with uh, Project 42. And then a quick chat with uh, Nick Radford at the end of the show. Uh, apparently, there's a little hard feelings between these guys, and mm-hmm. I hope this all works out the way it's supposed to. And... Uh, you know what? Let's just get down to it. Listen to this and all the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling podcasts at BigfootProWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And uh, I'm the Rat League Extreme over there, half asleep in her seat. <laughs> Mrs. Thanks. Clams. And we are leaving the station. Yep. And hey, he's back, man. Uh, 
He's a two-time, two-time guest here on the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, and it's uh, Carl Randers, man. How you doing tonight, Carl? Doing well. This might be the uh, most prestigious title I've won. <laughs> <laughs> the most prestigious title has been two times on my uh, on my podcast. I can't believe that. There's got to been some tag team belts, something along the way, huh? Yeah, there's been a couple of those as well, for sure. <laughs> so let me be clear. It is a uh, Carl Randers, the catch, the main event these days. It is, correct. We've uh, done a little bit of rebranding here and uh, a, a new start now. Uh, for the last year or so. All right, all right. Well, I'll ask you about that in a minute, but I got a almighty important topic to talk to you about first. Oh, snap. Video games and video game consoles, Carl. Like, you know, I follow you here on the Twitter and the old Facebook, and uh, you've been having some kind of issue trading in, was it an, an Xbox console so you could get something else? Explain it to us. <laughs> it was uh, an Xbox One console that became an ordeal to get rid of, but uh, I'm not as big of a gamer as I used to be, so in the interest of consolidating, I just wanted to get rid of my Xbox, pick up a Nintendo Switch like all the kids are playing, and uh, I made the mistake of formatting the hard drive first, and I did not know that the system requires a system update right out of the box, so before any place could test the system to accept the trade-in, I had to download the update again, and it just became a whole thing. And that's just basically to prove the damn thing works? Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I'm okay with that. What was frustrating was just that, you know, none of these places, no store really has good Wi-Fi no. or Internet to do the update themselves. So to bring it back home, have to update it uh, just so they could test that it worked was a little frustrating, but we got past it. I survived. <laughs> How many days? Of an ordeal, was that two to three? Yeah, just because I was, you <laughs> know, me. real life and stuff in between. So it was like four days from start to finish, three different stores, uh, a few phone calls in between, but we got there. <laughs> and what is this? Uh, First you know, world problems, as they say. There you go. What is this thing that you were trading it in to get uh, Nintendo Switch? I'm, I think that's the handheldy things, right, where you can play people if you're online too. That's uh, Nintendo's newest console, so you can play it as a home console hooked up to your TV, or you can take it mobile. It's got kind of a tablet-like setup as well. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I'm old. The last video game I've said before was after the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. I bought the the Madden right after that because it had Sherman on the cover, and I played that a little bit. And after that, I haven't played since. I do have a WWE game up there with Stone Cold on it, but I haven't played that ever since I got it. <laughs> There's too many buttons for an yeah, old guy no, like me, changed. man. Too many buttons. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. It's fine. But uh, speaking of video games, man, uh, sounds like you're uh, going to be a part of the uh, first annual Seattle St. Jude Holiday Telethon, and uh, you and some of your uh, friends in the wrestling community are going to be playing uh, video games for charity? Sometimes friends, sometimes enemies. Yeah, it's going to be uh, myself Ethan HD, Mike Santiago, and Rebel Kel, and we'll be playing some classic WWF No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. Oh, so you guys are going old school then. That's right. One of the, uh, arguably, the best wrestling video game of all time. Really? I was well, never some, very good at Some the, would say. Uh, at the wrestling video games, because you had to do the twice this way and hit the button two times, and, you know, it was just out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your uh, character on there if you get choice oh i'm hoping we get to do some creator wrestlers and i can play as my favorite wrestler myself carl the main event cutting or ah uh, sorry i'll have to cut that out 
I almost made Ooh. a big mistake there. Carl. Grief. Carl, the... Jeez, now I'm just completely screwing it up. Carl, it's... the main event, Randers. There we go. I almost had to walk out of this podcast. I know. That was shameful, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to leave it in there now so people know <laughs> how shamed I am. So uh, so you guys going to be playing that? Uh, this going to be going on a couple hours? It's going to be like a tournament kind of thing? or? Uh... Yeah, it's going to be a couple hours, and I think the whole thing is going to be uh, streaming live on Twitch so fans can check it out and follow along. Well, are people going to be calling in or be able to call in or, you know, tweet, you know, money in or text money and uh, help out this thing? Uh, I would I would hope so. In fact, uh, you know, that is my bad. I do not have all the details. I'm just the hired meat to show up and play some video games. <laughs> That's all right. Looks like it's Saturday, December 15th. Uh, I don't know if they're telling us where this thing's at. My eyes aren't that great. At the Gawk Box? Sure. Okay, we got it there. And that it will be live on Twitch uh, TV. So the four of you going for a big tournament. Is it just going to be that one game or uh, any other things? I think we're just going no mercy. I think uh, I think there's going to be enough of a learning curve there that by the time we get the hang of it, uh, our time slot will be up. So all the, the fun and shenanigans of us fumbling around, I think, will be captured. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. And again, live on Twitch, man. The Northwest Wrestling Friends and Enemies going at it. With video games, man. Sounds like a great time. So, uh, you've been a big gamer for a long time? Uh, yeah, I mean, of all the aspects of geek culture, I would say gaming is probably my weakest, but I have always had video games for the first NES uh, up till now, as we just talked about. But uh, for a while there, I managed a video game store for a few years, uh, Game Crazy, part of the uh, defunct Hollywood video chain. All right. Um, so that was when I was fully immersed as, you know, if you're selling anything, you want to be involved. So, But I think those were my peak gaming years. And now, as I'm interested in uh, wrestling and other things, I'm not nearly as up to date on that stuff as I used to be. So what are your, uh, what's your uh, kind of all-time favorite couple games if you go back? Like, nothing right now, because I'll ask you that. What's your favorite game? Well, maybe there's not a favorite game right now, other than maybe on that Nintendo Switch, but what were your, uh, you know, the ones you love from the day? Sure. Uh, my all-time classic favorites would have to be a, a role-playing game called Sakoden 2, and then Metal Gear Solid was always a favorite of mine, um, as well as... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and just some of the other stuff. But those are the first three that come to mind. <laughs> Hearing the Sonic ones make, makes me think of uh, Julian, Julian White. <laughs> He's well, a huge fan of that. That's an one. unfortunate association. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. But uh, so um, on the Nintendo Switch, what kind of games is there on there? Uh, I just picked up Super Smash Brothers. That's probably the hottest title that just came out. It's a giant fighting game featuring a bunch of Nintendo characters, other characters from other games. So you've got Mario fighting Sonic, fighting Pac-Man, um, <laughs> and a bunch of other characters from some other properties as well. Take it on Pac-Man. Exactly. But not Miss Pac-Man. Not yet. No. Who knows? See, they better add that. Someone's going to start asking questions. Let's get to some wrestling, man. So uh, recently uh, you went and wrestled at uh, Hunger Slam 2, did you not? I was yes, I was down at a West Coast Wrestling Connection there in Salem as part of their Hunger Slam. Uh, wasn't there as long as some of the other guys, but I uh, put in three matches. Mm. Definitely a great event for a great cause. So happy to be a part of it. How'd it go, man? Who were those uh, matches against? 
I was part of a Survivor Series match to kick things off. It was myself, Kingpin Johnny Flynn, uh, Nick Radford, Tom Allman, and Eddie Van Glam (laughs) versus Cubby, who's a local wrestler here, um, Spicy McHaggis, who's a regular there at West Coast Wrestling Connection, and three wrestlers from California whose names all escaped me at the time. So that was the first match, and then I had a match against Brian Cook, one half of the Cook Bros, and then a match against Tom Allman, who I teamed with earlier in the night. Uh, We did a singles match as well. Nice, man. Oh, I hear your puppy there. But uh, so Eddie Van Glam made his return, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was announced. I think we he's coming off an injury, so uh, just uh, easing back into the pool, so to speak. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, so then Brian Cook, Tom Owens, how was it teaming up with someone and then later in the night you got to, like, take them on and kick their ass a little bit? It's uh, it's not the first time, certainly won't be the last time. In fact, a uh, similar scenario coming up, uh, teamed with classic Cody Chun for Defy down in Portland, and Ooh, things yeah. did not go as I would have liked, so <laughs> I believe we'll probably cross paths sooner or later. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was going to bring up that uh, Portland show here. That was my first uh, Portland Defy, but that was a lot of fun. When you're uh, pulling one of these uh, Hunger Slam, were you at the last Hunger Slam? No, but I've done marathon Marathon shows before before. in the past. DOA, I think, had one one time. Correct. How is that? Is there, like, some cots set up backstage? You got the water stations, you know, you got to grab a sandwich, a little protein. Uh, they had a really nice setup at the Scottish Rite Center there. They had a nice little quiet room for all the guys. Uh, they had catering there in the kitchen area, so they definitely took care of us. It was a really nice setup for the guys who were staying, um, to just kind of make sure they were as comfortable as could be. Nice. And, um, hey, the last time we chatted, I remember it was on my list, but we had to cut it short because you were at, uh, Safeway or Fred Meyer's about to go in and, uh, buy up your groceries for the week i think get your food prep on but um make it sound so glamorous it's very glamorous the life of wrestling you gotta you know you podcast yeah. in the uh in the car and then go in and get your parking protein. lot of a grocery store living the life <laughs> well i could just say and cut that out you know when you're at the studio last time and we talked but then people would listen to the last show and go oh, i think he's lying <laughs> but we, i didn't get to a great piece of wrestling for you, WWE Enhancement. Yes. As your dog whimpers a little bit. As but, I uh, did when I had to face off with Braun Strowman. Oh, my God. T- t- you know, just tell us about that part. Just start with that, you know. Do you get to talk uh, to this guy backstage, or is it just like, all right, you guys go in there and do this. Braun will be coming in. Whatever. Well, I mean, we were we were called to do extra talent, so we showed up, and... I mean, it is a live TV show, so things pretty much happened quickly, and they said they wanted four guys against Braun Strowman, and I was lucky enough to be one of the four. And that was February of 2017, so over a year ago now. Oh, I remember that. I was super badass watching that on uh, Raw, because it was, wasn't it you and Nick and... Uh... is myself, Nick Radford, um, Mr. Fitness, yes. and Mikey Blaze, who came down from Calgary. Dude, that was awesome. Uh, you got to be the guy that had to run out of the ring. I got to be the smart guy by being the smart guy. 
that was so badass though because everyone else just got jacked you know backstage when your buddies came back did you get to laugh at them because they got destroyed and you got to just run away and you know make i mean once once i recovered absolutely but you can't (laughs) get beaten to a pulp if he can't catch you (laughs) <laughs> that's true <laughs> and he's huge but uh man uh was that your first and only time there was there a couple times now or no i've done extra work a few times the the first time myself and king cash we wrestled enzo and Cass in a dark match before smackdown so <laughs> i was just talking about to uh king cash about this in a recording last week and uh yeah that sounded like uh you know being able to get in there even though those guys were probably kind of just doing their stuff but still, it must have been awesome being in the ring working with a couple of guys that were pretty hot at the time. Not so much anymore, they're not. But Well, I think for any wrestling fan, just that first time being backstage is, you know, a dream come true. And then you get to get in the ring for your little uh, tryout match in front of everybody. And that's that's an absolute blast, right? If not, you know, a little nerve-wracking, but still, for I think a lot of people, you never think it's a possibility. Um, but... You know, we got to do it, and that's that's amazing. And when that match is going on, is there some of like the um, you know the the people that set the matches up, you know, and the trainers and some people like that, kind of around the ring, kind of watching? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of eyes on you when that happens. Everyone you'd expect would were there. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, any of that uh, coming up anytime soon? That you know of? Uh, that you can tell us? Not. <laughs> not that i have been made aware of so um. was there anyone did you get to talk to any of the the other uh WWE superstars backstage you know or just say hi to anyone or anyone gave you advice or was it just like you guys kind of yeah. stay over there <laughs> no no absolutely everybody was i mean it's a very as you'd expect from a you know multi-million billion dollar corporation it's a very professional environment backstage everybody's very friendly and uh you know, courteous as you cross paths, so it's it's like being at any other high level workplace. <laughs> so were you and Cash and Radford and the other guys kind of standing in the corner at catering, kind of just marking out a little bit? Uh, you know, it is <laughs> easy to get starstruck for sure, but you know, we're all professionals, so we just try to stay out of the way, stay. Uh, you know, we don't want to get in trouble with anything or you know bother anybody they're all doing very important things so yeah you just try and stay out of the way stay helpful stay useful and stay seen if they need you you're there nice man sounds like a blast and i hope uh you get to do that a lot more uh but uh dude i introduced you this week as carl randers the last time you're on my uh podcast it was uh carl cuttingham one half of the cuttinghams and uh you said you've done Has it a- been that long it has been almost a year since we talked last wow. year. Time flies, right? right? Fair enough. <laughs> Mig said the same thing to me. He's like, what? It's been like a year since we talked last I was like, yeah, man. It seems long. Doesn't that was, seem that long? I was more year? surprised this podcast is still going. I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> no, I am too. <laughs> We've gotten better with time. We've uh, gotten better music, better sponsors. I kind of know what I'm doing slightly better, you know. And uh, I get some great guests these days, which was really keeps this thing going. No one tunes in to hear me, bro. <laughs> I'd, I'd have thought it folded after I was on the first time. So <laughs> I know, I know. Somehow it stays alive. We'll see if we can keep it going. Maybe you know, another so many episodes. Hopefully, we'll get to a hundred at least. We're on ninety-one right here. 
Almost there. <laughs> but you and uh, Jack, man, he uh, ended up uh, taking off on you, man. Uh, so Yeah, he bolted, he skipped town, went to New York for a little bit, needed to freshen things up himself, so figured that would be the best way to do it. In the meantime, I took as a good opportunity to try out uh, things as a singles wrestler. So dropped the Cunningham, picked up Randers, and we're now the main event. Made the most sense with uh, all the hair. So. Oh yeah, you haven't uh, you ever been offered a hair match? <laughs> no, no. I think that would kind of ruin all the new trunks I've had made. Yeah, you shouldn't do that because you might look like Shawn Michaels without the hair, which wasn't you know really great. Not to put down Shawn, but you know. <laughs> you know what? I think when you've had the career he's had, you can look any way you want. Well, that's it'll be just fine. Probably damn true, and he probably would have just slapped the look off my face if I said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got a squealer there. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, you know, put my roommate on dog duty and he's not doing so hot. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. This is a family podcast. Everyone will understand. Most people have dogs or some kind of animal. <laughs> oh, he sounds sad, though. Yeah, he just wants to see what I'm up to. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so anyway, man, how's it been uh, being a singles? Well, you haven't totally been a singles uh wrestler now i know you've been teaming up with uh, a few guys maybe chun maybe uh, clark connors before you headed off to new japan uh, but how's it been uh, working out with with without working with the big men uh you know it's been great i've been able to you know try out some new things i think we'd uh, done quite a bit as the cunningham so it's always nice to freshen up the act and and try out some new things so i was able to do that teaming with different people doing stuff as a singles and, uh, you know, it's been great. I've been enjoying it. Well, let me ask you this. I believe it was Defy 10 year one. They had the 10, uh, man elimination, uh, match and you guys yeah, were on Defi- opposite Defi to survive match. Yes. And you guys were on opposite sides, man. How did that, uh, feel looking at the big men? I think the first time you guys were in there, you turned around and tagged out, but then I think he got you a little later. You got him. I can't quite remember, man. My, uh, record books will show I got him. <laughs> that you got him. How was it working against your former uh, partner and pal? I mean, I'd have preferred if he stayed in New York, but um, <laughs> no, since I won, I'm going to say it was great. And then we ended up crossing paths up in Kelowna back in April. So, or, I'm sorry, October. So we, we, we did end up meeting again. What happened at that one? Uh, you know, there were possibly some shenanigans involved and it turned into a, a tag team match there where I will point out again for the record, I did not lose that tag team match, but no, it was a good time as well. A good show, uh, up in Kelowna and Vernon, British Columbia. Were the Cuttingham's kind of working on the same side at that thing or? No, no, no. We were, the opposite. We were squaring off. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, it must be kind of fun though. Like realistically getting in there with your former partner, your buddy, kind of just kind of having some fun. No. Nice. <laughs> I guess yeah. not. You're not pulled any punches here. What do you think about your former partner bailing on you then? That's why I teamed on him for, or teamed with him for four <laughs> years, so I didn't have to face off against him. That's the smart way to do it with Big Jack. God damn. That's, I can't even argue with that. Uh, another Defy show that I saw you at, Defy Loud, I think it was J- uh, July 13th. You got to take on an independent wrestling legend, 
Colt Cabana, man. How'd that go for you? I, I believe someone uh, around around here was on the winning side of that. Uh, again, record books will show I, I have that victory. Um, it was it was definitely a dream match for sure. As you said, he's an independent wrestling uh, legend, if you will. So it was it was a nice contrast in characters and styles and absolutely had a blast, especially because I won. Oh, excellent for you because I don't think anyone expected it, right? Carl against Colt, the big name, I coming mean, to town, and all of a sudden, look who comes and takes the match. They they should. The trunks say the main event. You don't get that by just losing all the time. You do not. You do not. If you're the main event, you have to have a very high winning percentage. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! So you know, uh, did you get to kind of talk to him before the match or after the match? Get any advice uh, as his opponent for your? Uh, he's sending you off with a little advice. Uh not really. We didn't really talk a whole lot. The Defy shows are can be pretty busy, and there's lots of people around, so you're busy catching up with uh, a lot of other people and getting ready and that sort of thing. So no, we didn't get a chance to really chat things up a whole lot. How was it at uh, the Defy uh, tournament for the uh, Defy tag team belts? You and uh, Clark Connors, man. Uh, it was fun, an odd couple pairing. He's the, he's the party guy. I'm a little bit more straight-laced. Uh, but again, set aside those differences for a common good. And, I mean, we won a match. But, again, sometimes when these... Tag teams are kind of put together. You can't be as successful as you can uh, when it's a natural tag pairing. But, you know, we did all right. Lost to the American Guns, who are the current champs, so I don't feel too bad about that. Yeah, another phenomenal match with those guys. Those guys, man, been uh, kind of taking out everyone. Do you think uh, you're going to be coming back at them with anyone else, or is uh, Carl just kind of freelancing and going down that uh, singles road right now? Uh, you know what? You never know what's ha- going to happen down the line. If I find myself a worthy tag team partner, I have no problem taking on the guns again. Nice, nice. But uh, speaking of uh, Defy and some crazy shit that's happened, man, uh, I finally made it to my first Defy down in Portland, PDX3. Um, got to see you and uh, Cody Chun against the 1%. I thought this match kicked this fucking thing off like excellent man the it made the crowd pop everyone was pumped man the match was great you guys were flying out of the ring great wrestling uh i know it seems like cody was kind of showing off a little bit or just playing to the crowd a little more than he needed to but uh tell us about this match carl uh i mean i'll accept all of those uh positive words uh on for myself but uh again i'd point out i did not take that particular loss but no it was a great match the one percent i'm sure they'll be seen plenty of other places down the road great tag team uh jarell and royce isaac so you know and then what happened after the match with the the chundertaker the chunster the chun percent you know i can't i can't keep teaming with these guys who are going to keep costing me matches right so no man you're gonna have to Go out by yourself or get someone that understands. But uh, but later in the night, we saw some more stuff going on. You there? 
Yep. Oh, okay. It sounded like for a second there. But yeah, uh, the dog again. Oh, the dog. <laughs> but uh, later we saw you, Rosas, and Cash kind of looking like there's a little uh, team effort here going, a little uh, gathering, if you will. Yep. Uh, as, as you know, the fans who were there saw after, you know, we settled or thought we had settled our business with Cody Chun, Tommy Dreamer wanted to get involved. So at the end of their match, we decided to return the favor and uh, kind of show them we're not to be taken too lightly. But, yep, myself, the main event, the Persian Lion, uh, King Cash, and the Young Lion, Guillermo Rosas, seem to have come together here. Uh, I believe we are the pride of Defy, you know, who's better than us. So, or certainly they should be as proud of to have us. So. Well, I think Defy is proud. I think you guys got a pretty good uh, pop going on there, even if it was against uh, Chun and uh, Dreamer. The Defy crowd, man. Yeah. They're they recognize good talent, so. Defy crowds always recognize good talent, man. And I thought uh, the whole thing was hot, man. And uh, that whole night was uh, awesome. Was That wasn't your first uh, Defy uh, Portland, was it? You get to have no, a tag no. Match when I first teamed with uh, Clark Connors, we, we were part of the, the tag team tournament there at that show in Portland. And we wrestled uh, Nick Radford and Kane, mm-hmm. Jaden. And that's the one you guys took. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha, to get you to the guns there. Uh, what do you think, uh, you know, the Washington Hall is like really no other indie wrestling place I've ever been to. Uh, I think the Portland crowd down there does a phenomenal job too, man. That Hawthorne Theater, I think it's a great venue. Uh, it's great. I think Defy has shown that their crowds, wherever they go, are going to show up, turn up, and, and get loud, as they say. So uh, whether it is Washington Hall or... You know, the Hawthorne Theater, uh, Montana, Spokane, those other places they've done shows. I think it's all a hit. I think they're all winners. Were you out on that uh, spring tour? I was not. Gotcha. I didn't get to travel to any of those except for anything that happened here. Sometimes, you know, there's a little thing called, you know, a budget. (laughs) (laughs) Life happens quick. Yeah, you know, you got to do things and do this and do that. Um, so, hey, uh, you know, we've been talking about Defy and stuff. Uh, what else has been going on for Carl, the main event, Randers? Uh, so I've been doing the Defy shows. You can see me there, West Coast Wrestling Connection. I'm a regular there, as well as uh, those Kelowna Invasion shows that I mentioned as well up in Kelowna and Vernon that happen a few times a year, and who knows what other places in between. It all depends, but uh, those are the main regular places these days. So have you been on some of the uh, WCWC uh, tapings? TV tapings, I was on one, but uh, as of lately, I've just been doing the the shows in Salem. Oh, the Salem ones they do on, like, uh, Sundays. Other than the, the Hunger Slam, I think they do that on a... Was that a Saturday and Sunday? It was, but the the normal monthly shows there are on Sundays. Right on, right on. Anything uh, you've been doing up in Canada, ECC dub, you know, uh, anything? I have not. I have not done uh, any recent shows for ECCW or All-Star. Oh, yeah, All-Star. That's the one I was trying to think of. Thank you. You were almost in my brain there. That was great. (laughs) So, the big question is, will we be seeing Carl... 
coming up at the Defy next Friday night, if you can tell us. Well, uh, I mean, I think if you saw what happened in Portland, I'm sure you could expect uh, some sort of presence. I don't know uh, if we've decided just yet what we're going to do, myself, King Cash, and Guillermo, but uh, I'm sure something will come out soon, (laughs) depending on when this comes out. Yes, exactly. Uh, This actually comes out a few days after Defy, so I guess uh, people will be in for a surprise. Surprise, then, surprise, yes, surprise. Exactly. <laughs> so what else going on, Carl, man? Uh, any merchandise going on these days without uh, Cuttingham stuff on it? Uh, what's going on there? Oh, I haven't figured out how to uh, cheaply mass produce uh, my main, so to speak, but I think that would be the unique merch item to get. It was an official main event main. Um, but no, no merchandise, just, uh, come and support the shows I'm on. We can do that, man. And, uh, I also take cash. You just also, give what was me that? some cash. That oh, will also work. Straight cash. I said, feel free to just give me money straight up cash for Carl. That's a hashtag right there. Exactly. Hashtag cash for Carl. Remember we started it here on the it. Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hey, sometimes people throw the money in there at the Defy shows, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. What was I just watching last night? It was uh, two nights ago. Defy Now, it was Randy Miners, Johnny Defiance, and the referee started dancing without his shirt on, too, and then someone threw a buck in there, and then he got the buck. Yeah, well, you know, after I just finished all the praise for the Defy crowd, sometimes they make me wonder. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to head down the road tonight and uh dude, any uh final thoughts from Carl, the catch, the main event, Randers. See, I got it right that no, time. Just, <laughs> the one time. Uh no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Definitely uh appreciate all the fans coming out supporting local independent wrestling. I am very accessible and easily found on Twitter. Instagram at Fantastic Dork. Uh, it's on my ring jacket and trunks. So uh, promoters as well that want to book me, I'm again easily found. All right, my man. Hopefully, we'll see you uh, at Defy this coming Friday night. Uh, I'll let everyone know if we do see you as this podcast drops on the 17th. And uh, Carl, have a good night, friend. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey man, this is the L Train, and uh, tonight I've got a guy that recently performed at a high level for all of us at uh, Defy PDX3, along with his tag partner, uh, Jarrell Nelson, from 1%, and they almost brought the house down in the first match of the night. Royce Isaacs, man, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Man, it's good to be here. Um, it's, 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 
It's good to be back in the North uh, Pacific Northwest, even though I'm not actually there um, yet. That's That's all right. You've performed here, so you are part of it. And, uh, I, that I, was, I am a part of it, and and the last two days it's been raining in LA, which never happened. So really, I feel you know like I got in the mood for this podcast. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you took a little rain back down there to LA with you? Uh, apparently, I did. I don't know. This is not what I signed up for when I moved to Hollywood. <laughs> How long you been down there in Hollywood? I moved to LA a year ago from Denver. Denver's where I started my wrestling career. I was training out there for a, a while, and then um, I guess October of last year, so almost exactly a, a year, you know, a year and some change, I moved out uh, uh, to Hollywood. Uh, actually, I lived with uh, uh, Eli Drake, who's one of my roommates, and then Johnny Laquasto from from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. <laughs> So, uh, man, what, so you said the weather down there right now is a little bit rainy and, uh, so other than wrestling, man, what are you doing down in LA? Do you, do you have a, you know, another job? Are you a full-time wrestler? Is there something you do for fun down there? Um, I mean, the, the nice thing about LA is there's a lot of stuff, um, around that you can get yourself into. Um, wrestling is going really well for me. Um, I have a few other things that I have my hands in, but I mean, wrestling is a really big part of it right now. Um, other than that, man, there's so much cool stuff around LA. I'm right near Runyon Canyon. I'm out there quite a bit. Um, obviously, uh, I'm in the gym quite a bit. I'm training, uh, uh, uh as well every week for wrestling. Um, doing my shows all over. Uh, I'm also really, really into, like, randomly, uh, like a cult shit and, like, serial killer shit and mafia shit. There's a lot of, like, really cool historical stuff like that out here, um, which is really nice. I'm getting to know that and explore that a little bit. Into any kind of music scene down there? Into any kind of music? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I listen to mostly, like, early thousands rap or whatever, but, I mean, I'm sure the music's great. The nice thing is I'm right by the comedy store, so I'm actually, I've been able to uh, check out some really dope live comedy and whatever uh, just right down the street for myself. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, the, the music scene's great, I'm sure. I just, I don't know, man. I'm like... I feel like maybe I'm like, I don't know, maybe how like other people look at like wrestling shows being like live and rowdy and like, ah, oh, it's too much. Like, you know, I'm like, it's so loud and like, what? like, I'll bump into my car, you know, like whatever I want to listen to, but like the idea of like going out and like being at a concert, like, you know, like once or twice a year is great, but that's about it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm too much of an old man at this point. Other than <laughs> what kind of rap were you into back in the day then? Oh, I like Cameron is my shit, man. Dipset. Um, I, I I also have some like really random like underground like copyright um, self titled crap like that. Um, LP, although he's not really like underground anymore now that he's been run the jewels or whatever. But um, yeah, I, like a really weird mixture of like what was on the radio in the early thousands and then like what was underground then. I. I'm like not I'm not into mumble rap thing. I don't get it. And like there's nothing else that's really caught my interest a lot, so there's not a lot of like contemporary shit I'm really like jamming with. But I do I do like uh uh ASAP uh Rocky and uh ASAP are pretty fucking dope. So that's I guess <laughs> probably like the most like current guys that I'm listening to. What about Dre and Snoop back in the day? Were you into those guys? Oh yeah, of course. Actually I mean Shit, wrestling story. Uh, my first, uh, my first road trip ever 
first ever ever road trip um for wrestling i was only a couple months in and it was me and my my at the time tag partner this guy cody divine uh another denver guy who he, he just moved to uh, oceanside california um like just just a few weeks ago um but he was my tag partner at the time we were tagging in denver and we drove down with these other two guys from colorado to do a tag tournament in Amarillo. It was Amarillo, Texas. NWA Top of Texas. Nice. And we drive down, we do the show. It was a five round tournament. Like it was like thirty two teams, so five rounds. So like it's a long ass show. And I wanna say the people we went down with got all the way to the finals. We got eliminated first round. We went with people that got all the way to the finals. So we're just there, just all day, just loving it. And Finally, the show gets done. Finally. We get out of there. We start heading back. And we're, like, probably halfway back to Denver. And the guy that's driving, he pulls over at this Best Western. Everyone else has passed out except for me. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, pass out in this parking lot. And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, I'm too tired. I was like, I'll just, I'll drive, dude. Like, let me do this. He's like, all right, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm really awake. Don't worry about it, whatever. I get behind the wheel. He's like, hey, what do you want to listen to? And I was like, I don't know. Just put on some rap. What he put on was Snoop Dogg's 1994 classic, Doggy Style. Nice. And he immediately passed out so he could get sleep. So I ended up just listening to it, I think, like four or five times on repeat until we got back to Denver. <laughs> um, I love that. Because I didn't have any. I, no one else was awake to even change the. Thank God it's a good fucking album or else I would have crashed. Exactly. That would keep you up right there. That's a good shit. Back in my day, it yeah, was like yeah, Snoop and Dre, and you know, that's classic. I was more that's, like, that's that's classic, you know. Yeah, and at the same time, I would be listening to Pearl Jam and you know Soundgarden and those kind of bands and stuff. So I was more into the rock, yeah, you but would. I love the you rap. Would. Too. That's very very on brand. Was that? I said that's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, man, you uh, grew up out there in uh, Denver, Colorado, man. Uh, what's it like growing up in Denver? Man, Denver's great. Honestly, I mean, I feel like the world's finally figuring out that Denver's dope because that's where everyone's kind of moving now. There and honestly, the Pacific Northwest, I feel like uh, um, Oregon and Washington are also like growing exponentially in terms of people moving there. But uh, it's it's like it, it was a hidden gem. I feel like for a long time, there's like the weather is really nice. People think it's really cold, but it's not. Like the, the winters are really mild. It's not L.A. weather, but it's, like, still sunny 300 days a year there. The air is super clean. There's a lot of really cool outdoor stuff. Like, it's, it's easy to stay in good shape in Denver. And it used to be cheap until, like, four years ago. Now it's, like, little L.A. junior. But, but Denver, Denver is a great place to grow up in. Like, you at least used to be able to have a yard and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, a good place to have a family and whatnot. And, uh... Somehow I came out of there and started wrestling. I don't know what uh, what got mixed up, but you know, I guess guess I'm the exception that proves the rule or whatever. You know. Well, uh, I got a question here from my good friend Philip from Twitter. He does a lot of uh, articles about wrestling in the Northwest here, and he wanted to say uh, you're originally from the Denver area. Who were the major influence yeah. on you as you were growing up, and who did you train with in the Denver area? Um, so yeah, I mean, growing up, man, like the, my, my, uh, my age group, I'm 29. So I was like attitude air all the way. So of course, like rock Austin, 
you know, Mankind, Triple H, you know, Shawn Michaels. It's like, I was like right in it when like the, the guys were going at it, you know, like the top really, really most, when they had just the, this amazing amount of talent at top, at the top all at the same time. So I'm an, I'm an attitude era baby for sure. And I was definitely a WWF guy over at WCW, although there's definitely my WCW guys that oh. I did really like. As a as a as an adult now, I appreciate some of the older heels, uh, you know, the, the previous generation of heels, like the Rick Rudes and Mr. Perfects or whatever. But I'd be like lying if I, I don't, you know, like I. It wasn't until I was older that, and you know, the era of, of, of YouTube and the network that I was able to see some of that stuff. Uh, um, you know, whatever when I was in high school and college. When I was when I was a kid, I was all about you know what was on at the time, which was. You know, Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. And then, uh, as, as far as who I actually trained under in Denver, I, I, uh, trained under this guy, Lonnie Valdez, uh, out of the butcher shop. The butcher shop is, oh. I think, still going. Lonnie's not training anymore, but he, uh, he was my trainer and, and he has really, really good fundamentals and he taught me and a few other guys. We all kind of broke in together at the same time. And uh, I, I continued my training at the, the Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy, which is like where Rocky Mountain Pro, um, if you've ever heard of them. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, that's like their, their school. But honestly, like Lonnie was my, did all my fundamentals and trained me for probably the first like two or so years, two plus years uh, of, of wrestling. So I'd say Lonnie's my main trainer. Nice, nice. Well, I'm going to take it back there. I should have just maybe did half that question and saved the rest for later. But uh, I, I, I droned on. I, I don't know. I should have came up with like a funny thing to say in the middle. No, like no. A fun fact about Lonnie Valdez. <laughs> no. Lonnie Valdez can moonsault off of damn near anything. And how old was this dude when he was doing it? Was he an older guy? Uh, Lonnie, no, Lonnie, I hope Lonnie's listening. Yeah, Lonnie's a hella old guy, man. That fucking <laughs> old codger, man. Uh, dude, you know, hopefully he passes of old age before the podcast comes out. I never get any heat for it. No, um, Lonnie, Lonnie's like a few years older than me, but he's, he's, he's like still going. Like, he's a current guy. He still competes in Denver, and he still really well, like, moonsault off of damn near anything. Oh, God. Can you hit him with yeah, salt? He, he, uh, so that's the thing that's funny. Like this, this is like uh, me and Lonnie don't wrestle the least bit similar whatsoever. He <laughs> he trained me, and one hundred percent, like that's that's on him. But we don't wrestle the least bit similar, which is good. <laughs> that is good. That's awesome. So you've kind of yeah. taken a whole bunch of other stuff and uh, put it in there along with his training. It sounds like. Well, no, and I just mean like you don't necessarily have to. Uh, you know, like you, to someone that's a good trainer doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean like oh like you have to you can understand the mechanics of a power guy without necessarily being a power guy or whatever like not not that I'm sure like you know Michael Elgin could you know show me a, a million great like power moves or whatever but I just mean like if you're if you have a good tra- like a good trainer could, could train anyone you know what I mean well before I you I think that's one thing that people do need to keep in mind like a good good solid trainer is everything like you need good students but you also need trainers who you know really have something to offer kind of that keep you challenged yeah so uh let me take it back just a little bit uh growing up in denver when you got to high school did you play sports at all yeah absolutely i was uh 
I, I did uh, football and uh, amateur wrestling. Um, so I was an offensive lineman. Uh, played, I would say, tackle in high school and then guard in college. Oh, wow. I was like 285 or so in college. I was a big dog. I was, I was like, uh, gosh, I was like a bowling ball, man. But, uh, but yeah, I, I did, I did that. I did, I did uh, wrestling as well in college. We're uh, uh, heavyweight, obviously. Can I ask what college? Yeah, man, uh, Cornell College. It's a little like Cornell. small ass D three school in uh, in Iowa. Uh, uh, no one's ever really heard of it, but it was really cool because I got to do you know two sports, and I mean I thought their athletic program was really good there. I met some great friends, and uh, I don't know, man, college was great, man. I, Iowa had literally the worst weather of all time anywhere ever, but it has the coolest people. So <laughs> Midwest is cool to me. So uh, playing some college football there, offensive line. Uh, did you get any looks from the next level after college? No, no. I as a as a as a you know six foot offensive lineman, you're not going to get looks at the next level. I should have honestly been around the weight that I am now and been something like a like you know whatever a linebacker or a fullback or something like that instead. But I just didn't. You know, I was always an offensive lineman in, in high school. I feel like I blossomed late athletically, and it was just like I was already on the path that I was on, you know, which is fun. Like, I, I'm glad. I feel like I was the last. I graduated college in 2011. I was the last generation of people that didn't have to, like, stare directly in the face of, look at all these people who are playing football and becoming mush-brained and whatever. Like, I also, on the other hand, do not, I don't prescribe to, like, I've never been one to, oh, I need to, like, get in on these uh, lawsuits against the NFL, or not the NFL, but against college uh, football that are, that are like, going on right now. There's right. there's ones at all levels. It's like, no, like, I, like, I think it's silly to be like, I didn't know that, um, running into someone with a, a football helmet on at whatever, 20 miles an hour, and they're 280 pounds, and I'm 280 pounds. Like, I, I feel like people need to take some personal responsibility as far as, like, we know that's not good for your brain, but at the same time, like, certainly, I don't know, I'm glad, I'm glad people are, are, we care more about people's brains now. I'm just glad that I, like, played football before. It was a thing that you had to consider all the time, because I don't think, like if I had a, you know if I have kids one day I hope uh, I I don't want them to play football that's like scary man that's that's like not good man there's a uh, there's way too much going on there no and and I'm kind of the same way I'm glad they got the science these days and they're making the helmets better and all that kind of stuff but you know guys pretty much knew through the years what they're uh, signing up for pretty much man and they they're paid uh, great yeah. for it especially in the last twenty years you know. Yeah, man, they're, they're they're paid very handsomely. Um, I definitely think, like, obviously, at the very high levels, there was, you know, NFL cover-ups, which is not good, and that's not fair to people who gave their lives there. And at the college level, it's straight up extortion because these kids aren't getting paid, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but they call they'll um, charge them. That's a whole, but that's a whole other. That's a whole other. But what <laughs> they'll they'll uh, charge people a hundred dollars for their jersey with uh, that kid's number on it, though. They'll, they'll charge kids a hundred dollars for the jersey with that kid's number on it. But when Terrell Pryor traded his jersey off his back for a tattoo, yeah, 
Ohio State was it? I'm, I hate Ohio State, and I still am like, what? That's insane. Oh. The NCAA are crooks. Well, I hope this you is going on a whole other rant that I didn't really expect <laughs> when we first. This happens about this. on podcast. The NCAA are crooks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you'll join me with the Huskies. Hopefully, beat the ass of uh, Ohio State on uh, on um, New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl, at least. <laughs> I would I would love it if they sent Urban Meyer into retirement as unhappy as possible. That'd be great. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So uh, you know you're doing this great. Let's fix my headphones here; they're getting weird on me here. Um, so you're playing a little college football. Didn't go to the next level. What no. did you decide uh, you wanted to? I, I, I went the opposite way. I, I I slimmed I slimmed down, lost a bunch of weight, and then became a pro wrestler. Well, how much were you when you uh, left college? What was your weight? Oh, I, well, by the time I, by the time I left, because the season ended like whatever in uh, at the end of 2010, beginning of 2011. So I, by the time I actually left college, I was already down to like 220 or something. Like well, that. what was so uh, I like 60 pounds? What was season was weight? 285. Then? It was 285. Two, 285. The offensive one. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah old, old buddy, you're telling me, man. And so, yeah, you know, about two thirty or so right now. Two twenty, two thirty. So, I've been around that same weight since I've lost. I've just lost, you know, been a little more toned, and you know, uh, worked on my body and everything since. But I'm definitely far cry from my college days. If you if you search, it's not that hard to find. If you really, it's, it's not even a shameless plug. But if you go to my Instagram, if you're really curious, you can find it. <laughs> There's Throwback Thursdays and Throwback Tuesdays on there somewhere where you can find my uh, my very much bigger ass. <laughs> so we can see some, uh, not just you, is it a little bit of uh, football uh, picks from back then? Yeah, I, I, got, I got some, uh, there's somewhere on there. I got some football picks. I got, uh, I got, I got picks of me when I used to have a, a Jufro. It's all <laughs> kinds of goodies on there. I, you know, sorry for the shameless plug, but my Instagram is pretty dope. You just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the little stalkery thing. Right. Do this, advice to all the listeners, do the stalkery thing and go and like <laughs> search deep in there, but don't do the thing, like don't double click. And then I see that you like something from 47 weeks ago and you look like a weirdo, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to get me an Instagram yeah. uh, now that I can just go check yours out and uh, see those people. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. And by, by the time people are listening, by the way, I, I should have www.roysonisaacs.com up and running. That'll have like my dates and all my like stuff coming up and whatever too. If, uh, if people care, if I'm if I'm entertaining and funny, and if I'm annoying and you already shut this off, then you're not listening. So no, no, no. If you're listening to this podcast, you care about each and every wrestler, each and every talent, each and every fan that comes on this show. We're all about. Northwest and West Coast wrestling, all the way up to Canada, down the coast, man. But uh, when was it nope. that you actually decided, okay, football's done? I want to do professional wrestling. How did, did were you a rest? You know, you said you're a wrestling fan before that, but when did you say, all right, yeah. I got to do this? I mean, I I think I always somewhere deep down had a uh, some kind of a uh, an, like something where I, I wanted to try wrestling. I, as I said, I liked it when I was a kid. I liked it younger. I, I was still watching it when I was in college. There was something about it that I was just like, it, it spoke to me. I, I, there was, it was something that it, it always drew my attention. And even when I tried out a little bit of like, you know, whatever, I'd take a Muay Thai class or I'd, I'd roll a little bit or whatever, like 
nothing really like spoke to me that that way that like really like ripped me my soul and then I'd been in the real world just just working for a few years doing my thing and I was kind of miserable like I was doing well I was making good money but I just wasn't like really very happy with myself so basically what I ended up doing I I I had a friend that saw a show that was in town in Denver. It still runs. It's called Lucha Libre and Laughs. They do stand-up comedy in between their their wrestling matches, and it rocks the boat. Back then, it didn't rock the boat, but now it's one, like, best comedy show in Denver, I think, four or five years in a row. I was just there a few weeks ago. We drew, like, 600-something people. Uh, it's the coolest show. It's great. It's in Denver. And if you're in Denver or around the area or in town when it's uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs is running, go see it. <sighs> Sorry. Anyways, um, I had a friend that saw that they were doing a show and thought I'd be interested. So I went in attendance, saw the show and immediately was like, all right, let me just talk to this promoter and see, see how to get, see how I can get involved in this. Cause at that point I was looking for places online, but I couldn't find anything online in Denver, even though there was stuff. They're just, I, it wasn't, there was nothing that was streamlined well enough that had a, a website or whatever. And, um, so I was like, do I have to move to pursue wrestling? Do I have to whatever? And then I ended up falling in with the, with the butcher shop via, via going to Lucha Libre and laughs, I guess. So it was a wrestling and comedy show all in one. Yeah. 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 They do like, they'll have like these comedians that do the commentary and they're, they're great because they actually are huge wrestling fans. So it's not like they're ever making fun of the wrestlers really, or disrespecting the sport. They're just really funny at explaining some of the situations and they're still like giving very good commentary. So it's, it adds to the show. And then in between matches, they'll have like a comedian come out and do like a five or 10 minute set. And then usually they have like one pretty big headliner, like Adam Caton Holland. If you've ever heard of him, um, He's, he's pretty up and coming name in comedy. Did one of the, like one of their last shows, and they've had like Ben Roy and some other big names uh, do do the headline their shows. And then they have you know some really big independent names like they've, you know whatever they've had Joe Ryan, Chris Hero, <laughs> um, you know, all, and obviously also like people like uh, you know Kiko Taro that are uh, very comedy based. But there's a lot of like really serious wrestling like. Uh, I remember having a three-way with Chris Hero there um, before he was signed and stuff like that. It's 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 a really cool show because they draw a ton of people and it's like a mixture of hardcore, like people you'll see people with the Bullet Club shirts and like that are hardcore wrestling fans, and then you'll see like hipster cool like twenty-somethings that are just out on like a cool date in a cool part of town. You know, <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. I'd love to. Like be in the town and see something like that. That that sounds completely fun. Like you get a little comedy. Yeah. Take a little date. Maybe she's yeah. not totally into the wrestling, yeah. you know. And then uh, you get a little comedy. Get a little wrestling. A couple drinks. Whatever. Man, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it it is, man. If you're if you're in Denver, check if there's a Lucha Libre and Laughs in town. You won't be disappointed if there is, man. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, how long was it uh, really from your? training to your very very first match was it with that or oh something god like that? it was so fast uh, it was way too fast man i uh i was expecting to be training for like whatever six months a year um before i ever debuted i guess and i think i started training 
it was like two months, maybe like a month and a half. I, luckily for me, I had been, I did all these one-on-one sessions. Like I, I was going to training three days a week, but then I was also like, I'd just gone through a shitty breakup. My trainer just gone through a shitty breakup. So we would just go every day. Like, so I, I was training five, six days a week and you know, my body was still fresh. I hadn't taken too many bumps or anything so I could handle it. And I, luckily I took to wrestling pretty quickly, but I mean, I was still really, really, I mean, gosh, there's, yeah, it, it, I was awful when I when I first started out because I was so new to it still and whatever. But the good thing is, like, I feel like it was kind of like a sink or swim. Like, you just kind of put me in the ocean. I figure it out and, you know, learn how to, you know, perform in front of an audience. And it's it's been all right so far, but it was definitely, I mean, gosh, yeah, it was like a month and a half. It was, like, mm. really quick before I got out there. So you had your trainers. Was there some uh, some buddies that you're training with or guys that were already in it that were kind of getting in your ear, letting you kind of know, hey, this is what you need to do, or that was a shitty-ass match, or you did that one thing really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, luckily luckily, I had uh, uh, Dak Draper, Sam Udell, um, was one of my early guys that got in my ear and helped me out a lot. He was he was signed, I want to say, like 2013 or 14 or something like that, to NXT for a little bit, and signed to the National Wrestling League last year, and mm-hmm. he's he just moved out, he's training at the ROH dojo now he's a he's a fucking man he's like 6'5 240 he's gonna be crushing it in 2019 uh Dak Draper that's a, that's a guy to watch out for but anyways um he was one of the guys that like he had just gotten released when I first started training and so like he was helping me a lot with you know hey like do this don't do this or hey that was really good or less of this more of that he definitely was a huge influence on me and helped me with a lot of my stuff um, and he still does to this day. He's, he, he's, he's the man. So, um, you know, I definitely, I definitely had some, some good influences, but a lot of it I think is just like, you try stuff out, you throw stuff at the wall, you see what works, you sponge off of people. And then you kind of have to use your own common sense too. Like if someone's telling you something and it sounds fucking crazy. Like it, you know, it might be, man, there's a lot of weird carnies in, in wrestling. So take everything with a grain of salt, man. So it was tougher for you, like the athletic part, or was that a breeze, the training, you know, the athletics, you know, or was it kind of uh, mentally um, tough for you, like, I got to do this when, you know, this happens, or just the the pain from training and the matches and, you know? No, wrestling's just not easy, man. It's, <laughs> there was nothing that, like, in particular that was, like, really, oh, man, like, it, it's just wrestling's hard, man. There's so much to it. There's just wrestling is so comprehensive. There's so much to wrestling and everything hurts, man. That's as as vague as I can be, but as also as specific as I can be at the same time. So you said you're kind of what'd you say? You're 29 now. Yeah, 29. How's the body feeling right now? 30 in February. 30 in February. How's that? The, how's that 30 year old body feeling? How's 30 what? I said, how's that 30 year old body feeling after matches and all this training and abuse? Oh, you know. I mean, the good thing is, it, I, I feel like it's like week to week. There's certain weeks where it's, it's worse if I have more and more or less matches. I, I, I want to say in October, I had it uh, span like 10 days away, 10 matches, and it was like really, really, I was, was not doing hot after that. Um, definitely taking a couple days to recover, but like, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I separated my shoulder in 2015. Other than that, that's my most major injury. I've held it pretty well. There's definitely like aches and pains and all that great shit. But for the most part, you know, I, I, I try to stretch out. I try to sauna a lot. I try to cryo. 
I, I try to stretch. I try to stay on top of my, my game. Cause you know, like if I, if my body's broken, I'm not working. If I'm not working, I'm not making money. So. Right, man. Your body is your tool. Uh, pro wrestling. That's how you, uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways. I, there's a lot of people that would agree with you there. Yeah, I think so. You put it all on the line every time you go out there. I think, and uh, I just got so much respect for you guys for what you do, your bodies and the entertainment you do and everything else. I'm not trying to just kiss butt. It's just like I love the sport of wrestling. Oh no, totally. I was also just making like a, a dick joke, like my body's a tool. But nice. you're, yeah, no, I appreciate. <laughs> I should have went with it better. Sorry. I'm being a child. You're trying to compliment me. I'm wrong. You're right. Thank you. Well, that was a good dick joke. I just screwed the whole thing up. God, see. I'm not ready for that. Ah, we can't, this is why we can't have banter now. That's right. God. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so you've been all over the place, man. Uh, I was just kind of looking at your uh, Twitter, Facebook, man, uh, Future Stars of Wrestling. You're one half of the uh, tag team champions there. Uh, Phoenix. Yeah, the 1%, baby. Rally. Yeah, 1%, dude. You and Jarrell, you guys are phenomenal. We'll talk about PDX3 uh, here in just a minute. And, uh, so, dude, uh, Phoenix Championship Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Defy. Dude, tell us about all that shit that's going on for you. Oh, man, I've been I've been very lucky that I've gotten to work a lot of really cool places um, and, and a, like, a big variety. Uh, you know, Championship, obviously, for this last year, once I moved out here, has been a really cool thing for me, and I think I've been on a, a really, really awesome run there. I've been having a lot of fun. I recommend checking it out. Like, obviously, I'm giving myself the the rub here. So, you know, <laughs> well, if a guy's standing in front of you, you know, jerking his dick off, it's a little weird. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, uh, watch my matches, watch my promos. I think I'm doing some fucking different shit than everyone else is doing. So, and if I'm not and, mistaken, just to interrupt you, by the way, yeah, I think Hollywood. Oh, what is it? Uh, now I screwed the whole thing up. Championship wrestling yeah. from Hollywood is also on uh, Fight TV, by the way. And you can watch it for free, the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're they're on the CW. So as well, check uh, if, uh, if if you get it with your cable package. If nice. you if you prefer to do that, but if you if you don't have that, if it's not on your cable package, one hundred percent, it's on the Fight app. You can watch it for free. There we go. Um, cheap plug. Uh, yeah, cheap. Yeah, the, the good old Fight app plug. I'm seriously like I I I think it's an amazing show. There's so much talent there. Dave Marquez runs a really good ship and I've been really, really lucky to get in with that crew. And now I am the second ever dual champion championship wrestling from Hollywood heritage champion and uh, United wrestling. champion. So that's been really fucking cool for me. So you got and a, me and that Jamie Iveen is my manager and we've been crushing it. So, so you got a couple straps going on there. Uh, yeah, I got two straps uh, at Hollywood. I, have, I I do, and then I also uh, have the Best of the West Tag Team Championships and the Future Stars of Wrestling Tag Team Championships with Durrell as the 1%. So I uh, got four belts right now. It's a real pain in the ass. Let me tell you guys, carrying around. Uh, I almost get counted out on the way to the ring, usually. Uh, carrying around all that gold, you know what I mean? Well, let's talk about this 1%. Um, let's see, should I go there or here? No, let's go here first. So you guys have uh, been recently <laughs> part of uh, some Impact TV uh, tapings in Las Vegas, correct? Yeah, we've actually, I mean, gosh, we've been doing a lot of, we did the Impact uh, tapings, we had an explosion match there, um, which was really cool, that was a cool opportunity to get the chance to work for Impact, and 
uh, meet those guys and, and get, get, get in with that crew a little bit. That was fun. Uh, we've also been doing Ring Warriors uh, TV tapings in Vegas. That's on the WGN every Saturday morning. So uh, there's been a lot of cool Vegas shit going on for the 1%, to be honest. I didn't know there was all this wrestling going on in Vegas, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, there, there is a lot, of, a lot of wrestling in Vegas. Future Stars of Wrestling as well, obviously. The OG wrestling promotion in Vegas. Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, Future Stars of Wrestling is where me and Jarrell first came together. Uh, Joe DeFalco, the evil mastermind that he is, placed us together, and we've been running with the ball ever since. But that was all his brainchild. He, he put us together, and we were like, well, let's see. Let's run with it. And it's just been fucking Heisman poses ever since, baby. Okay, that was actually a question from my main man, Philip here, and he actually said, as part of 1%, you've recently started making appearances on Impact. Pretty big step. How did you and Jarrell, a local guy, meet and decide to team up? So it sounds like it was, uh, what's the fellow's name that put you together? Joe DeFalco, the FSW uh, promoter. The promoter from there, man. And uh, so you Yeah, yeah, from there. The, the, yeah he is... He is the man in Vegas when it comes to wrestling. He's been there for a long, long time, and uh, I owe Joe a lot, man. So Joe, Joe's done a lot for me, um, and I really appreciate him. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, Dave's done a lot for me as well. So I have a lot of cool people in my corner, um, um, promoter-wise, that are around me that, you know, it's like you get put in places where you can have opportunities, and you have to knock it out of the park, and then, you know, I've been lucky enough that I've had some people that have believed in me and given me some cool opportunities, and I've been lucky enough to, you know, uh, replace that faith with uh, with good results. So, well, how is that? Cool, uh, man. Hanging out backstage at Impact tapings. I mean, you know, you can't give away any secrets of the the, the what's going on or anything, obviously. But uh, how did it feel being there? You know, the, you know, there's Impact, there's Ring of Honor, obviously WWE and New Japan, but. Must have been nice for you guys. Like, you know, independence fun. But now you're one of these guys that got a TV, you know, they got a bit of a following. How'd that make you feel? How was it hanging out there? I mean, it was great, man. The, the thing I can say is, like, their their crew, the, the wrestlers are so talented and they're so fucking cool and nice and accepting. And it was uh, it was really cool. They were, you know, were really nice to me, really nice to Jarrell, and... Hopefully we get to work again in the future. I, I have nothing but good things to say about Impact. Nice, nice, nice. And I can't uh, wait to see some of that if we're going to be seeing that coming up soon, hopefully. but uh, Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, just fun, great night, you and Jarrell, how about uh, kicking it off down in Portland? Defy PDX3, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Chun and Randers taking on Nelson. Joel Nelson and Royce Isaacs, the 1%, man. The, I will tell you, I man, was in, was I was in the crowd. That was a special match for sure. I was in the crowd. I thought this kicked off this freaking show the right way. The crowd was pumped. You know, we had a couple of the local boys, Chun and Randers, and then, you know, you, maybe you're not quite local, but everyone knows you, and then Jarrell's fairly local. And, dude, what a fun match, dude. And then Tommy Dreamer gets involved and just... What a badass time. Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, I've i only ever wrestled in Portland once. I wrestled on a West Coast Wrestling Connection show, like, maybe a couple, uh, this was almost like two years ago. And uh, so I, I, I was, I mean, I was, I was 
I knew I knew that the fire was going to be a crazy show. I knew it was going to get crazy. I knew I wanted to bring my A game. I knew I wanted to have a good performance. And man, Jarrell killed it. I I had a lot of fun. I thought we I thought we knocked it out of the park. I I, I had such a blast. The fans immediately accepted me, um, which was really cool. And they were just rocking with us the whole way. And yeah, that was a that was a great show. If anyone's in Portland or Seattle. And you get the chance to see the Defy show. I mean, what else can I say? But like, see one, but also good luck because it's probably sold out already. <laughs> you can get a few tickets here and there. The tickets for the January show in Washington Hall in Seattle just went on sale. It's probably already close to being sold out. We got December fourteenth sure. at Washington Hall. I know who it is, man. It's gonna be sold out. There's people gonna be on the street corner sucking dick for the Defy tickets. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be seeing uh, 1% anytime soon. I hope so. Mark if- my words. People will be sucking dick for the five ticket now. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the biggest compliment your art form can have, I think. There you go. Yeah, I hope we see you guys back uh-huh. again some soon. Uh, uh, hope we see you guys back again soon. You, uh, The crowd uh, in the Portland definitely loved you. I know the crowd in uh, Washington Hall love you guys, man. Yeah, that would be really cool, uh, and I've never wrestled in Seattle, so that's one that would be really, really cool for me, so hopefully we can get that one checked off. Oh, I hope so, man. It would be uh, phenomenal to see you guys back. Uh, maybe uh, see you guys against the uh, American Guns at some point. You guys know who those guys are. Man, uh, yeah, you know, someone, someone needs to slap them around. And let's be real. I'm really tired of people asking if me and Ethan HD are related somehow. <laughs> like the the thing that really is in common with us is our hair, which is it's fake, guys. Our hair. I'm sorry to use the F word, but I am. I was not born blonde. I I have work done to look like this. Are you okay? telling me your hair's bleached? You know, you might want to put a parental advisory or something at the beginning of this uh, podcast. Or, it's all, you know, like it's all. We're, we're, we're breaking the fourth wall here. This is very. I didn't mean to, you know, break the internet or whatever. I didn't mean for this to get so big and, and come out with something so so huge here. But my hair is not naturally blonde. Oh, oh, oh! This is huge news. This is going to make mic drop. <laughs> Royce Isaacs, yeah, no, the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're going to be on the Inquirer. They're going to be calling us to be on, yeah. you know, Jimmy Kimball. Not James. Uh, he's yeah, not there anymore. All those kind of things. But anyway, just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Dude, uh, so what's coming up in the new year for Royce Isaacs and possibly his tag team partner, Break it down. Yeah, for yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, speak, speaking of breaking it down, um, actually, right before the new year, on uh, December 23rd, we were making our Lions Pride debut in College Station, Texas. Uh, two days before Christmas, and we faced the Killer Elite Squad in kind of like their hometown almost kind of thing, which is, uh, I mean, we'll see. That'll <laughs> that'd be crazy, but I'm excited. Like, that's a really, really big tag opportunity, and... I think that could lead to some cool stuff for us. So it's going to be a big-ass, a lot of meat in the ring at one time. If you're familiar with Davey Boy Smith Jr. and, uh, and Lance Hoyt, then obviously me and, me and Jarrell. Other than that, uh, uh, definitely got some uh, dates coming up with Hollywood. This, this Sunday I actually have a, a ladder match, but by the time 
the podcast is out. I think it'll have already happened. So check for that on the fight app. Royce Isaacs versus Andy Brown at Milestone. Ladder match for the Hollywood Heritage Championship. Uh, should probably come out, uh, uh, you know, within a few weeks here. Um, obviously, more more future stars of wrestling, more best of the West. Um, and hopefully, I would like to do some more foreign stuff. I, I got in with the crash a little bit at the, the, the last few months here, and I worked with DDT in Japan before, so I'm hoping that I can do a little more international stuff in 2019, because that was definitely one of the highlights of 2017 and 2018. Well, damn, Royce, you're one busy SOB, and so uh, let's just Try to be. break it down here, man. You got merch for sale anywhere, or you just bring it to the shows? Can we get it online? Um, shows for sure, but um, hopefully... Check RoyceIsaacs.com. If it's not up, then it should be soon. I'll have at least, um, you know, pictures of stuff that you can, uh, I may not have an actual store, but, like, a, you can email me and we can get real medieval about it and, uh, you know, I'll send a pigeon with a shirt there over you your go. house or whatever. So what's the best um, way to, drop it off. to get a hold of Royce Isaacs is on social media, if someone wanted to book Social you for media, a wrestling show, my, my, birthday parties, you know, ride donkeys, how do we get a hold of you? Easiest ways to get a hold of me, um, if you were looking to book me, RoyceIsaacs111 at gmail.com, but, you know, only if you're trying to book me. If you're going to send me some weird shit, please don't. <laughs> um, my Instagram, at RoyceIsaacs, my Twitter, at RoyceIsaacs. My Facebook, please go to my um my like page because my actual Facebook, I'm like right at the 5,000 limit, so I may not be able to accept your friend request. But I definitely update all my shit on my like page, so please like my Facebook like like page. And I'm trying to get better updating it, so the more people that like that, the better I will be at updating it. So you know, you rub my back, I'll rub your back. It'll all be great. And um, RoyceIsaacs.com should be up and running as well. So there's way too many ways to keep a hold of me. Um, yeah, that's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and um, 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 if you're trying to trying to watch me, obviously I have a, a YouTube channel that I that come out with some some of my own stuff. Sometimes my matches, sometimes it's like my I'll do like promos on my own or whatever kind of content I'll produce, or I'll take a clip from a match or something fun like that. But also, uh, please do check for me on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That's on the Fight App and the CW and Ring Warriors, which is on. Uh, WGN America every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Oh, damn right! She just broke it all down for us. If people can't find really you, did, man, after listening to this show, something's wrong. And uh, I just want to yeah, tell you, that is, yeah, you definitely need to get your ears checked if you, if, <laughs> or maybe I just spoke too fast and you need to rewind it. That's right. Listen twice, two, three times. Give me a bunch of the listens and uh, help out Royce. And uh, man, yeah, yeah, help us out, man. The podcast so nice you had to listen twice. That's right. I love that. I'm going to have to put that on a shirt. <laughs> just kidding. You get one for free, though. But anyway, and maybe That's piece of the up. profits, 10%. No, just kidding. That's what's up. I'm in. I'm in. Sold. Sure, don't give me too much. You already got me to agree. I'm sold, brother. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, I'm a bad uh, bad negotiator. But anyway, Royce, man, I want yeah. to tell you. You're like, you're like, I'm going to make it for free, and I'll give you everything. Don't do it, man. Oh, okay. I appreciate you, man. You coming on here tonight, talking to me a little bit late at night uh, after I've had some uh, rescheduling issues with the bronchitis. I had a freaking flat tire on the way home. My week has been crazy. My wife's in Disneyland with her family while me and my son sit here. I just want to tell you, man, 
enjoyed watching your wrestling uh, at Defy uh, PDX with your uh, tag team partner, Jarrell, and uh, appreciate you giving up your free time for me tonight, and uh, listen up soon, and uh, this will drop. Yeah, man, I, I, I can't wait for this to drop. Thanks so much for having me on, Lyle. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime with me and Relly both on here as a, as a tag team sometime if we can arrange that. Yeah, we can definitely arrange that. When your buddy gets back to me, man, I have a comp. I've tried to get a hold of him. He's a busy, busy man. He's but a busy anyway. man. We might, hey, we might have to do it sometime in person at a Defy show. Oh, that'd be super fun. I'll bring the, uh, bring the mics along, and we'll do that. And, Royce, yeah, you have a good that. night, my friend. All right, brother. 